0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We've got a malicious compliance story that costs a million per year. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, that door is for members only. So a while back, I worked for a country club and occasionally we would have a tournament slash game where people would come play a few holes at night. We also had other activities as well. Not only was it fun, but due to the abnormal hours, the tips were usually above average. So I tried to work these events when they came up. Another plus side was if you worked this party, you automatically got to come in later and were not scheduled for the morning shift. This time, when the tournament-slash-party rolls around, we have some renovations going on. Due to this party being outside, we have to carry the things we need outside. However, no one thought of this and the double bay doors we normally use were no longer available. They put pallets of concrete and old tile in front of them. Was not a fire escape door, so no biggie I guess? Due to this, now we had to carry whatever we needed down the hall, use the elevator, and then go down a makeshift ramp that led to the basement so we could go out the golf cart bay doors. This not only disrupted the kitchen staff, but also disrupted the cart jockeys. If we were almost at the end of the tunnel leading outside, a cart jockey was trying to bring in a cart, he had to wait, and vice versa and the same thing went when we used the kitchen elevator and walkway. We started getting ready for the party around 6 o'clock. We would take the needed items over to the shelter and store them there until it was closer to start time. It took a lot of time due to the complexity of carrying and rolling huge tables around the entire country club, especially the elevator. Some of our tables were so big we had to shove the light fixtures up a little bit to get them to fit. Around 9 o'clock we were getting the last of the supplies when my co-worker Steve has the bright idea, hey it's been dark for about 45 minutes, Let's go out the front door, and since it's on the same level as our storage, we have no elevator or small hallways to worry about. Well, we take one load out, load it in the cart, take the second load out and load it in the cart. No problem. Right as we were loading the third and final load, our banquet slash planning captain comes rushing over. No, 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 that door's for members only. You can't use it to load that stuff sorry we figured that since no one had been golfing in the past hour it was fine they say well it's not okay and if i see anyone use this door for anything else you will face disciplinary actions you cannot use this door unless you are a member well crap we both decided to take the rest of the load out the more difficult way and then carry it all the way around back to where our cart was waiting with the other two loads We drive off to the event and start getting set up as it'll begin soon. What we discovered later on is that no one told the last car jockey that none of us had a key to 1. Unlock the door or 2. To lock it when we leave. So naturally we tried all the usual doors we can enter in. Even the one from the break room for smokers to use. Nada. Steven says, hold on I'll be back. Runs to the front and lo and behold one of the doors to the front was unlocked. Too bad it's for members only and none of us are members. The five of us decide it's worth the extra time to be petty, so Steven calls the banquet coordinator our boss and lets her know. After much discussion, she realizes we can't leave it at the shelter as it will most likely ruin our chairs and some of the wooden tables as well as the decorations we have and she has to come in. By the time that we're finished, it's almost 4.30. It was a lot faster with no kitchen personnel or cart jockeys but still took a while especially with the added time it took her to get there well guess who showed up at 4 30 our general manager he used the front door that we found was unlocked he saw our boss and asked why she was here so early which she replied that we were locked out so she had to come let us in then he asked her why didn't we just use the front doors since they were wide enough and unlockable from the inside unlike the cart doors This brought a heck storm of rage upon the five of us. She came speedwalking in her heels looking like she wanted to turn us to stone like Medusa. Five of y'all and none of y'all tried the freaking front door? Really? Why the heck did no one check the bloody front doors before calling me? At this point I was like, "Ah, crap. Out of nowhere, here comes Steven with, You said we couldn't use that door or we would face disciplinary actions. If looks could kill, Steven would be dead. She glared at him, then her eyes glazed over. She turned around and went to go get ready for her shift. There was never another word about it, but we all laughed about it for a few weeks. By the next time we had an event outside, the construction and restorations were complete, so we just used our normal doors to go out. The property's on a big slope and dug out, so what is the first floor on one side is the basement on the other. I don't know if there's anything more satisfying than an experience where some bossy manager has to get up way too early because you're calling them out on the dumb stuff they're trying to enforce. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why to not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is Storytime 1950s edition. This is a family story that my grandmother, now deceased, told me all my life. Grandmama was an epic storyteller and this tale is a family legend. I can't confirm if it's accurate, but if you're here to just mark Rober the details and play Mythbusters with the physics, please just move along and ruin the magic of someone else's family lore. My grandfather died before I was born, and my grandmother would tell me such amazing tales of their deep love, hardships, and life together that I felt like I almost really knew him. This story takes place in the mid-1950s rural America. For context, that was a time and place when it was common and expected that for most households, the men worked, and the women stayed home, kept house, and raised the children, and the man was unequivocally the head of the family. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. These were the values of my grandparents, and they were happy with it. By all accounts, my grandfather had an adventurous palate and loved to try new foods. There wasn't an exceptionally large variety of exotic or new foods available in rural small town groceries or markets in that era, so most people made dozens of variations of all the same foods that they were familiar with or could grow in their gardens. Well, the story goes that there had been some conversations at work that day where my grandfather had been bragging about what a good wife he had and how she would always cook him anything he asked to eat. I could almost hear the guys going, Oh yeah? Is that so? Well, what about... So my grandfather Felix comes home and he tells my grandmother, Gladys, I want you to bake me a watermelon. Gladys says, What? He says, I've decided I want to try baked watermelon, and I want you to cook it for me. Gladys says, Felix, I'm not baking a watermelon. He says, Of course you are, because I've asked you to. She says, Absolutely not. That's absurd. You can't bake a watermelon. It'll... He says, now see here, I'm your husband, and all this arguing and carrying on is uncalled for. I've already told the guys about how you'll make anything I ask for, and that you'll make this, even though they think you won't. Now, I put this roof over our heads, I'm the man of the house, and if I want you to cook me a watermelon, then that's what you'll do. Having played the dreaded man card, my grandfather had secured the argument and I could always picture my grandmother standing there seething until suddenly going stone cold, the only sign of trouble, that little twinkle of malice in her eye. She says fine Felix, so be it, I will bake you a watermelon, on one condition, you'll clean up after it. My grandfather, having foolishly cut her off earlier and believing now that he had the upper hand, saw no problem with this, and easily agreed. After all, How much trouble could it be to clean up after a watermelon? As the story goes, when that watermelon exploded inside the old stove, it blew the top completely off, and it was like a red liquid sugar bomb hit the entire kitchen. My grandfather, a man of honor and true to his word, and newly repentant for his attitude and not listening to his wife, cleaned everything, walls, ceiling, floors, the entire kitchen, My grandmother got a new stove out of the deal, as well as the delicious victory of, I tried to tell you, and Felix got to go back to work and tell the guys that his wife had, in fact, baked him a watermelon, that it was absolutely indescribable, and how he hoped that they had wives as good as his, and would soon get to try it for themselves at home. Epic. Oh, please tell me that they all went home to their wives, convinced them to do it, and had red liquid sugar bombs go off in their houses too. Honestly, in retrospect, kind of dangerous. Our next story is, I got malicious complianced. Many, many years ago, I was in the U.S. Marine Reserves. We used to do field training three to four times a year at an Army National Guard base here in my state. When we did that, an advanced party would get up the day before to get everything set up, so that when the unit arrived, they could roll into training and not waste time setting up. This particular time, I was the NCOIC, the NCO in charge. We spent the day working, getting barracks set up and getting the training ranges ready. That evening, I took everyone to the E-Club for evening chow, dinner for you civilians. Afterwards, a couple of the marines asked, since we were pretty much done for the day, can they have a couple of beers from the E-Club bar? I said okay, but only two beers, no more. I didn't want a bunch of drunk and hungover marines the next morning. I step outside to make a call back home to my girlfriend, come back in 10 minutes later and saw their compliance. Each had ordered two of the Foster oil can beers. A normal sized can or bottle is 12 ounce. The Foster's oil cans were 24 ounce. They were like, Sergeant OP, you said only two beers, never anything about what size. Everyone was laughing, including me. This next story is, you don't want heavy bags? Okay, then one item per bag. So this didn't actually happen to me, it happened to a coworker, but I was there when it happened. This actually happened during the beginning of the pandemic. I worked as a cashier at a Walmart, and this day I actually worked in the registers where we sold tobacco and alcohol. It was early in the morning, so around 7.30 to 8 a.m., and a customer comes up to my coworker Anna and starts putting her stuff on the conveyor belt. Anna asks the customer if she wants any bags, and the customer says yes, but not to make them too heavy. We live in California where bags are charged 10 cents per bag, which is why Anna had asked if the customer wanted any bags. Usually when a customer says not to make the bags heavy, we would put two to three items, depending on how heavy the item is, which is what Anna did. The customer got so angry when she saw she was putting two or three items in the bag and started yelling at Anna telling her not to put too many things in the bags because they were too heavy for her to carry, and started saying that she was incompetent and being super rude. So, Anna, with a big smile on her face, started putting one item per bag and charged her for each bag. It was a total of like 30 bags, so the lady had to pay an extra $3. Although it might feel satisfying, I think this is kind of just exactly what they were asking for our next story is malicious compliance cost yearly 1 million british pounds per year this happened around 15 years back i used to lead a back office process for a shared service center which was wholly owned by a major european telco the offshore unit was based in india one of the processes that we had was sim activation which was a manual process New SIM card activation used to come in an Excel sheet, which the team used to activate based on certain prerequisite checks. It was a 15-member team, which worked 24-7. We came up with an idea to automate, and using macros was able to automate almost 85-90% to of the process. My stakeholder back in EU was happy, and we were able to redeploy 12 members to different units outside my processes. A couple of months come our new compliance head. As a part of his induction, we showed him our process and he was quick to point out the automation and how it wasn't compliant since it wasn't made by IT. Anyone who has worked in corporate knows IT turnaround for simple automation. He made us shut down the automation and manually restart the process. And we had to raise a request to IT to automate this. This was a Friday. During the weekend, customer service received huge escalations and complaints. It was also not a good onboarding experience. The stakeholder was not happy and raised an escalation with the Indian management team. The head of compliance blamed us for not following process. I had already briefed the stakeholder on what had transpired and he was supportive. After a week, we got the IT team coming back to us stating that the entire automation would be done in a month's time and it would cost us around twenty thousand british pounds using rpa so the original free automation would now cost an extra twenty thousand the stakeholder was really not happy with the experience and vowed to move the process to third party eventually within a year my entire process moved to a third party who did the automation free of cost While people got redeployed, it still cost the offshore unit 1 million British pounds, which was the cost of my team every year. I chose to join the third party where the process moved, and while leaving, dropped an email on how the impulsiveness of the compliance head cost us our reputation and loss of business. He eventually got fired after 8 months. It is so frustrating when there is a process that just works and it continues to work, And some new guy shows up and is like, we've got to flip this on its head. Just why? It works. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.